0: You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Christy Gas. Christy, thanks so much for being with me today.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Christy, um, where are you now? I know you're you're between places, right? What's going on right now?
1: Well, right now I'm in a tiny little cemetery in and- the middle of pennsylvania i'm halfway between ohio where my family lives and new york where i live and um, it's the first time i've seen my folks since uh, i want to say christmas of 2019
0: so So, you're on a road trip you're in the middle of a kind of big road trip in a way
1: yeah that's true it's about an 11 hour drive and um, i pulled off here in pennsylvania and if we're lucky we'll hear a a horse and carriage go by because then in Amish country.
0: So how was that? That that is this your first traveling? Because that's what you're also doing, you're you're traveling, right?
1: Um I have traveled a few times during the pandemic to visit friends who live in the region. You know, with a little planning we could do that. Hmm. But it's the first big trip and it's the first time to see you know, the folks. I have I have grandparents, um, little nieces and nephews, so that was really wonderful.
0: Oh, that's been great. That's nice to hear. Uh, so what have you been working on? Uh, it could be in the past year or recently. What's What's been happening with your studio?
1: Well, um, the the biggest thing that I have worked on during the pandemic was mm-hmm. um, a residency at the new museum. And it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. So we were invited with, um, with a group I work with called Ensayos, which is a... Uh, Uh, we we call ourselves a collective research practice. So it's a group of artists, scientists, activists, landowners, mostly based in Chile, the U.S., also some European and Australian members, um, and we're really working on eco-political issues that are important to uh, Tierra del Fuego in the extreme south of Chile. We were invited to do a residency at the... New museum. And right at the time of the shutdown, we're finalizing what that was going to look like for the summer of 2020. And within, I'd say, a a couple of weeks of of the shutdown, we um, decided to do the the play that we would be putting together. Um, During the residency, we decided to do it virtually. So for the first, I'd say six months, um, we worked really intensively to um, rewrite the first act of uh, Maria Irene Fornes' play, Fefo and Her Friends, um, as Cuckoo and Her Fishes, which was a a sort of um, ecofeminist journey deep into the peat bogs of Tierra del Fuego, um, where a group of women was meeting to plan um, an advocacy project. Um, and as you can imagine, we were kind of inventing a form at that time. Um, so this sort of inventing
0: a form because this is the beginning of the pandemic you're talking about, and and the form is um, for a performance to be streamed only. Is that what you mean? Correct.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So 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 go on. That's that's fascinating. Um, how did that work out? Tell me a little bit more about what what happened next.
1: Well, luckily, you know, since we have so many international members of this uh, collective research practice, we were pretty well accustomed to working virtually, but what was different is that since we had a a deadline, um, uh, September 1st, the play was set to premiere, we had to sort of take this from a kernel of an idea to an actual artwork uh, in, in just a few months. So we... We met at eight a m every every Wednesday and did um sort of we workshopped the writing we worked on the text together um so basically it looked like a lot of organization and um and spreadsheets and then these beautiful meetings where we just really were exactly what we needed for each other at that and were time. these meetings
0: in person then was that before?
1: No no, or, this was yeah. during the during the pandemic, so we sort of figured out zoom and um, and eventually made the play sort of in the format of a of a zoom meeting but it but it really felt as if the the characters were in the same space um, through the 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 set design
0: so tell me more about the this collective research um, practice because you it, it sounds global how many are in this and 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 how do you collaborate this way I, I mean I mean let's just begin with perhaps defining the collective research practice.
1: sure yeah so um, and science was founded in 2010 um, and it was really initiated by a Chilean American curator Camila Marambio who was living in in Santiago at the time um, and um, I would say, worked together with um, Barbara Saavedra, who's the director of the Wildlife Conservation Society in Chile, who um, at that time was was on site quite often at one of their parks in, in Tierra del Fuego, which had a science residency. Um, so they, they had a space where they could host scientists who were doing field work. Um, Camila approached her about... Um, Bringing artists and humanities thinkers sort of into the mix. And um, we had our first meeting of about 20, 20 people for about two weeks in in 2011. Um, and out and that, of that. And that
0: was where? Where did you all meet then? Uh,
1: that was in. We started in Punta Arenas and then we went. Uh, we crossed over the Strait of Magellan to Porvenir and then um, deep into the the. Isla Grande, the big island of Tierra del Fuego, to to a former sheep ranch that's now a a science station and a um, headquarter for the rangers called uh, Estancia Vicuña. And then even deeper, um, at that time there was no road, so we walked for maybe six hours across the peat bogs to um, Caleta Maria. Um, Mm. And a large group of... Of artists, scientists, thinkers, some from the Arctic who do similarly remote, um, ongoing work um, there, and mm-hmm. the outcome was that we decided to um, focus our work on the issues that were important to the the scientists and the locals um, on the island at that time. To work for a year without without a Preconceived outcome, and to uh, only sort of ask that people who were who who committed to being part of this project, which at first was was conceived as as possibly a residency, um, that it be a long term commitment of let's say five to ten years or more. So those were the parameters that we set out for ourselves in the first place.
0: And how was that? was that structured well how was it funded how 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 could it continue was this everyone doing this on their own or was there a, a funding structure
1: well you know the the way we work is that um, if and when any um, any sort of member of the working group has an opportunity um, then the funding starts to coalesce around that so some of us have academic positions with research funding some of us are able to get um, Grants from the cultural council, councils of whatever country or state or county or city they live and work in, um, and we so we're I mean I would say we're scrappy,
0: but moving from project to project as well, right? So different yeah, projects I would project imagine project. we get different kinds of funding. So sure, that's um, right, and
1: it depends. We do a lot of of international work, so it depends on on the venue of the. Of the, the and is event.
0: there a most recent project that you want to talk about or something that's in progress now?
1: Yeah, what what we have in progress now is that um, it's a, a newer project, um, and we are working on a an, uh, an binational symposium on the Patagonian peat bogs. So um, we're working on developing a, sort of a, a research center around the idea of Heat conservation um, in Tierra del Fuego and globally. So that's been really interesting to work on during the pandemic when travel is impossible. Um, and, and how
0: will that be be um, kind of released to the public? Will that be a performance or how, how will that information be shared in your collaborative work displayed,
1: so to speak? Well, in the... Very beginning, it's um, probably going to take the shape of collective research. At this point, um, we are we do have an, an exhibition that's coming up this summer in um, Tenerife, at the Tenerife Art Center in in Spain. That's a uh, um, will be a launch of sorts. There's also um, on July second, or excuse me, June second and third. There's a there's a online symposium, a binational symposium, since Chile, I mean, since excuse me, since Tierra del Fuego is um, half in, in Chile and half in Argentina, um, and my one of my collaborators, Camila Marambio, and I are teaching uh, a graduate course to sort of um, do a, a test run of some of the situated research that we that we would do in the Patagonia peat bogs, and we have uh, removed that to the peat bogs of Connecticut, which there are some.
0: There are peat bogs in Connecticut.
1: In fact, yes, there are.
0: So can I love to hear a little more about them? Where where are they? Where is the peat bog in Connecticut? I can't wait to hear more about all of it. But that's uh, that's a fascinating piece of research.
1: Sure. So there's a there's a very quite small peat bog um, in Tolland, Connecticut, Connecticut um, and uh, one of the. Most important researchers of, of peat bogs in Tierra del Fuego, um, Dr. Bernard Goffinet, is is based quite nearby. So he's meeting um, our graduate art class there for a for a field trip, and then we'll we'll have a a sort of studio day in the peat bog, which in fact is an incredible organism in itself. This this bog, it's like a, a tapestry of of microorganisms and um, mosses and or bryophytes that that almost don't function separately they only function as a as a kind of woven together whole to um really to sequester carbon to really preserve um climate history and preserve cultural history because of their acidic nature so for for me as as an artist who um who really does a lot of work that has to do with this nature culture connection. It's a, it's a fascinating workspace.
0: That's just fascinating to hear about. And if listeners want to hear more, um, where is this information posted there? There'll be links in this interview to websites and more, but is there a particular place where information will be updated about this?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. So with, with ensayos, we've got a really great, super comprehensive website. Um, and it can be found at ensayos tierra del And
0: before we go, is there other projects you want to talk about? I mean, that's a collaborative project. Is there other work that, that you've been doing that we should discuss?
1: Yeah. So in my, in my own studio, I mostly work with textiles and, um, so I live on a small property in upstate New York and I've been um doing a, a series of sculptures that, that sort of combine um I would say textiles, the human body and um and trees. So uh in the forest I'm I'm kind of weaving, tying trees together with um with larger pieces of of textile based sculptures made of of denim, they sort of resemble human legs all wrapped around the creatures of the forest.
0: So so this is about you using these types of materials and creating a kind of installation or exhibition in the forest or with the forest?
1: That and also standalone sculptures um, using, using arborist knots and using um, some sort of BDSM Tying to to kind of um, unite the the human body and the arbor. So, and this is always, you
0: know, and, and it's just, I, I love that. So the human body and the, and the and the arbor, and and so these these knots, these tyings, these bonds are are done on a, on a on a on an outdoor scale. This is public work essentially. Or would you not yeah I, yeah so, uh, yes
1: i'm I'm installing the the first one in public this summer at um unison arts which is which is near New Paltz in upstate New York
0: and is that something people can also visit theres there's an opening to that or
1: mm-hmm, yeah, the exhibition is called Owning Earth, and it opens at the end of June.
0: Well, that's good news, and um, I'm excited to hear that. It's it's in most interviews, people aren't talking about when things are opening, and that's a great that's a great thing to hear. That's yeah, it's great. And this
1: exhibition, it's been postponed for a year, and so I'm happy that it's it's finally getting off the ground, as they say. And in fact, I'll be mm-hmm. working with an with an arborist up in the in the tree to install the piece, way up high.
0: Oh, that's terrific. Well I look forward to hearing more about that. And um before we go I want to ask one more question. What are you reading at the moment?
1: Um I I'm reading Another Science is Possible. It's um by Isabel Stengers. It's a manifesto for slow science.
0: I like that. A manifesto for slow science, which means what is what is that uh, slow science?
1: Um, I'm on Chapter 3, so I'll be able to tell you. Okay, so like you it. can't tell me yet. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that sounds really yeah. interesting. Though. I
1: know what uh, it's Christy? not so far.
0: What? What is it not so far?
1: What it is not is um, science where the fastest scientist with the most research support wins.
0: Right. Oh, that, that makes sense. I can see the bigger mm-hmm. picture a little bit just from that.
1: Um, Right,
0: exactly. Because that's that's. uh, I mean, now I'm I'm speculating, but right, that sounds like science. It's also driven by uh, by capitalism, right? By the by the market, by economy. Yeah,
1: yeah, indeed. By getting the laboratory funded.
0: Right. Yeah. So interesting. Well, Christy, I want to thank you so much for talking with me today, and I wish you well on your upcoming show in June.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Have a have a great day.
0: You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.